Hello everybody and welcome to Fly in the Lab. My name is Maria and I am a scientist, PhD student, science communicator and host of this podcast. Fly in the Lab is a place so we can all chat and laugh about our science confessions and lab mishaps. A place so we can dispel myths about scientists and really share some of the humour that gets us through the day-to-day struggles, of which there are many. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoy listening to Fly in the Lab. Yeah, there's no delicate way to kind of stop that. I really wanted to fade, but I'm just not good enough at editing for that. So welcome back, guys. Fly in the Lab. Uh, This is the Christmas special. This week I have my boyfriend Connor with me. Uh, let's do let's do let's do a cheers because you know. There we go. We've uh, we've got some wine because we feel a bit awkward kind of sat opposite each other chatting about science. Science kind of stuff. Yeah. Science. Yeah. So we we've just finished up what decorating the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, I should have said that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We have now. There you go. You Here we are. Tell them what Here we are. cute things you've been doing. Yeah. Just, just decorated the Christmas decorated tree. Decorated Christmas tree. We cannibalised a broken Christmas tree to get decorations for the current Christmas, I mean, I Christmas tree. I wouldn't have shared that information. It's my Christmas. It's, it's embarrassing for me and me alone. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, we've no, up two penguins. Yeah, we've been out for a meal. We've been out for a meal for his birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Lexi and Maya. In it, in it. Bit of a shout out. Bit of a shout out. Lexi and Maya, follow them on Instagram. <laughs> they are <laughs> they are six and ten, so maybe don't follow them on Instagram. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, we thought for the Christmas special it would be nice to record something together because we both work in science. We just thought it would be like nice to sit, chat, have a bit of a drink, get a bit merry because it's Christmas. Yeah. So we we've decided that we've had like a tough yeah and then we've now got about three and a half four weeks off yeah we have that we can actually chill out relax over the christmas period so yeah so would you know it we've cracked open a couple of bottles of wine a couple of bottles of wine a couple of bottles of wine with the weird labels because that's how we now decide yeah. what we're going to be drinking is yeah. like how weird the labels are yeah um we 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 wanted to kind of get something of a little bit different because i'm i'm like a penal girl through and through we thought we'll get something a little bit different. So we were looking for wine that had unusual labels or unusual bottles. This particular wine, it's just described as a white wine. So it's, I don't have yeah. much faith in it. So it's not a type of wine aside from being white. It's just white aromatic Sorry, wine. Really. Aromatic, but so. the main, yeah, sorry. The main takeaway, there's a cat on it that's playing the guitar. I mean, that's all you need really from a wine. Yeah. Maybe a ukulele. It doesn't matter. He's got a hat on the floor. Just tell you, you know. He obviously needs money. I haven't even introduced you. I'm so Street sorry. This is Connor. Connor um, is my boyfriend. I am Connor. I'm Maria's boyfriend. It's his only role. That's my only role. It's all <laughs> it's good. Form, it's all I'm good for. We work at the same place. We do. We work in the same building. We work in the same building. We don't work together. And no. that's a very important thing to is, note. Is it? I feel like it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a Because then safeguarding doesn't have to come into it. <laughs> Well, that got very real very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely though, that was a that was a worry for us when we started like, it was, actually talking it to was. each other. Yeah, we were like, is is this okay? Because I've never dated anybody at work before. No, same. I've not either. Um, Shall we tell them? Oh, 
we haven't we haven't told them how we got like chatting. I don't think it's important. No, I think you need to tell. I actually don't think it's necessary. <laughs> I will say though, I I won't tell them because I feel like they'll be embarrassed. No, that's fine. But my dog was very poorly at the time. And every time I passed Connor in the corridor, he'd be like, how are you, Maria? And I'd be like, shit, <laughs> my dog's so poorly. And that was for like, what, the first four weeks that we were like, yeah, like I was just chatting about my dog. Four to 23 weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we, we, yeah, we started speaking fairly early on. Basically, are you going to tell them how we started speaking? Yeah, any, any, no, we, we, we started speaking in person. <laughs> Did we? No, we did. We actually did. did um, we? Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Because um, I think we just chatted to each other in the corridors. We, sort we of did. We did. We did. Um, we did, to be fair. And then I found absolutely any excuse that I could to talk to them more, um, as is <laughs> the primary dating platform in a workplace <laughs> in 2021, Messenger on Teams. <laughs> Microsoft Teams. <laughs> Tell them what you asked me, Colin. I asked you where to put the lab coats. <laughs> 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 Lab yeah, and the subtext in it. Oh, was, <laughs> <laughs> don't even start on the it subtext. Was dripping with subtext. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we were like we were mates, weren't we? No, yeah, that was and that was what it was. Um, and then I think we started speaking a little bit afterwards. Um, and I had had like a really bad week at work, one week, and you were like, "Shall we like FaceTime at the weekend and like have a bit of a drink and yeah. just like chat about the crappy week?" And we did. <laughs> And we were on FaceTime for six hours we, until, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. We'd, we'd said, like, oh, yeah, I'll call you at, like, 8 o'clock. And yeah. then, like, yeah, it was after clock in the morning. It was, like, half two, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was at the point at that point where, sort of, like, we'd both, I'd guess, been nervous a little bit, so we've gone and got a little bit of alcohol to we, try to get I, us through I, it. I mean, I'll be honest, I was smashed. Yeah, yeah, because... I was so drunk. Because four hours into it, we'd run out of the very little alcohol that we yeah, bought we to get us in yeah. the first hour. Uh, so yeah. it was more of a just, let's... we each raided each other's respective houses for booze to keep the car going yeah i broke into my mom's gin yeah i was so over the next day i know i broke into your mom's gin um still doesn't know <laughs> i'm sorry dawn <laughs> drove all the way God. it was good though it was nice and then, no yeah, genuinely, kind of, yeah. like went from there yeah went from there blossomed blossomed i'm a bit of a um a born poet, so yeah, blossomed. Mm. El blossom. El blossom. <laughs> blossom. Spanish also. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so we've been seeing each other for a while now, and I thought, you know what, it would be nice to kind of sit down and record a podcast together for the Christmas special. A little Crimbo special. A little Crimbo special. Yeah. So we're a bit merry. We've just popped the tray. We've been listening to some of the Grinch. A bit of Felice Navidad. Bit of Felice Navidad. Yeah, bit Grinch, boogie. best Christmas film ever. Oh, that's an undeniable no, truth. I like the Christmas mm, film. Get out of here. I agree <laughs> that that's a very common opinion, but mm. The Grinch is brilliant. Um, and Felice Navidad is the best Christmas song ever. And I'll have, I'll definitely take no concessions on that. I, point. D- I do like Felice Navidad, but only because I like how much joy you get out of it. <laughs> I just yeah. I like a bit of like Mariah Carey. Bit, bit of George Michael. Um, mm, I mean, I'm not against it, like in any way whatsoever. <laughs> um, do you know my main thing with actually my main thing with Christmas songs? Oh. So I used to work. My first ever job when I was like in college was part time at Morrison's. Um, big up Morrison's. Big up Morrison's. Um, t- 
ten percent off your Morrison's. Come Maria ten. But um, whenever you go into a shop around Christmas time, you'll always hear Christmas music playing. Yeah, you're not wrong. Now you'd assume that that would be a Christmas radio, and even if it was a Christmas radio, that would be annoying enough. What it actually is inside those shops is a CD that has about 10 songs on. Stop, and, so it's just repeating. Yeah, because if you're ever in the shop, you're only in there for 30 minutes. You're only going to hear them 10 songs. Yeah. If you're working in there for a 12-hour or an 8-hour shift, you're going to hear every one of those 10 songs every half an hour for a week, That's not for a full month. It's awful. I wanted to put my head through walls. Oh, dear. Um. Yeah. Not great. Now, now it makes sense. Why it makes sense. A, a bar humble. Which is why I'm such like an. I love. I love a good indie. Um. No, an indie Christmas song. That's what I want. Oh. I want. I want to hear the Grinch. I want to hear Where Are You Christmas. Is that an indie Christmas song? I think so. I mean, you don't hear it on Radio One. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your warmth to yourself. Oh no! I feel warm. This is classic. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but no, we thought it would be nice to sit down and record, minus the Christmas music, because we wouldn't agree on it. Uh, and yeah, that's where we are. We're a couple of wines deep. Sat on the sofa with a microphone in between us, and we're going to have a bit of chat, aren't we? Yeah, and as the episode goes on, we're going to get a couple more wines. Oh, deep. yeah. Like, by the end of this, I'm expecting to be slurring. Yeah. If any of our bosses are listening to this, don't. You just just turn off now. Yeah. Right. Five minutes ago. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, anyone any prospective employers, ten minutes ago. Oh yeah. Don't even listen to it. Yeah. Don't even hear my name. No. Just see that I do a podcast and be like, good for you. Good for you. That's, That's great. That's such great outreach. Yeah. You don't need to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not this episode. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Right. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Go on. Uh. So I'm Connor. So I'm a bioprocessing training officer, which is a title that means nothing, but I uh, teach industry. Um, so there's normally operators and research and process scientists. Um, specifically, I do anything upstream, sort of cell culture, biovectory, and downstream as well. Um, but yeah, we run a lot of training courses in the NHC. Um, I'm one of a member of a team of three that do so. Do you want to explain what upstream and downstream is? Because this is like obviously there's people listening to this who aren't necessarily scientists and like to be fair I didn't know what that meant yeah. when you were like when we first met you you would talk about upstream and downstream and I'd be like well, I don't actually know what that means <laughs> so rivers I just thought I'm not long like, yeah, yeah 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 I totally I, I understand yeah upstream yeah. Yeah, I've always yeah. favoured upstream when yeah, we're downstream I mean downstream's is actually my favourite it's actually also <laughs> it's like a misrepresent you there I'm still not sure I understand I'll be honest no it's just um bulk like making bulk drug substance obviously you'll have two phases it's the growth part where you're growing up cells that are producing your active drug substance and then you'll have the downstream part which is the purification of that so your upstream is growing it's growing cells and in seed trains and starting off in like little shake class that you'll do in cell culture in labs and then going all the way up to like 2,000 5,000 10,000 litre scale big fermenters which I'm more experienced with um, and then the downstream bit is getting all that crap and filtering it basically it's just it's chromatography in this filtration and then fill finish which i don't do yeah that was such a like training officer splurge <laughs> you can tell that this is like <laughs> what? what you say to people no I, I, I normally do it more professionally but then i also normally don't talk to people about my job but about two glasses of wine so it's the best way to do it it's I the best like. way to do it yeah get a bit loose lips yeah tell people <laughs> all the fun stuff about 
bioprocessing because yeah. <laughs> no, there's so much that's fun about bioprocessing yeah it is it's a lot of fun um it's not it is fun i like it i find it interesting um, well you get very like enthusiastic about ridiculous things you play like oh we've got this like hot lip tube sealer and i'm just like <laughs> oh congratulate i'm so happy for you <laughs> yeah i like I tea time talks it's great <laughs> do you know the worst part is like genuinely I haven't said this to you I've been like proper looking forward because before I left my manager sort of said to me don't do any work over the Christmas break just don't even look at the computer don't do anything until we're back but I've been like really excited to do like a presentation on um viral clearance strategies <laughs> now you can integrate that in the downstream processes what is wrong with you yeah no <laughs> but like, that's, genuinely but at some point probably Christmas Eve that's where I'm going to spend my time Christmas doing Eve. well because the uh, family will be playing board games and that and I'd rather so write play board games. I'd rather write a powerpoint on oh, viral clearance no, strategies no, no. <laughs> I know but then I'd not so it's I like weird stuff so I think it's not usually interesting that's my vibe I was just about to say why am I with you, but like I'm exactly the same, so I can't really comment. Yeah, F- <laughs> flies are so mainstream. Flies are no, <laughs> stop it. That's so rude. Take that back. It's out there. It's in the ether. It's that's, that's out there. So do you want to tell people kind of what your background is to talk about, like what you did? Yeah. How you kind of have got to where you are, because I do think it is like fairly impressive that you're at the level that you are now, having done. That sounds really bad. No, having done what you've done, that's not what I mean. But like, it sounds a lot like. No, no, I'm not. No. So let me rephrase. So you're, my undergraduate you're doing really well. <laughs> Tell people how you got to where you are. <laughs> so my undergraduate degree is in marine biology, which is what Marie is inferring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not no. a real. It's not a real degree. She tells me every night. Sure, every night before I go to bed. <laughs> Um, no, so take it back because yeah. people will listen to this and they'll think that I actually say that. It's not true. It's not true. Thank she just you. laughs at me for being interested in tube worms. Tube worms and viral clearance. That's my that's my vibe. You're not you're not like putting across good. <laughs> God, right. The bad boy of the NHC. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I, so I did I did marine biology at Newcastle Uni. Um I really enjoyed it. Um, moved away for a year so I went into a QC micro role um, and it was like half veterinary studies it was half um, quality control of microbiology um, it was for a salmon farming company so it was a way of me sort of like taking marine biology into biotech which is how we'll make money out of marine biology but then also still being kind of like lab and science based and just trying mm. to get a taste for things as well I did it up in Scotland so I was in Fort William, I was in the Highlands. I see you were quite far up, weren't you? Yeah, it was a good like six hour, if not more, drive um, from where, from home. Um, did that, then moved on to, can I say company names? I suppose so. Um, Does it kind of like vindicate if I do a bad story I about that place? I like, I tend to stick away from kind of naming and shaming. Yeah. I've actually never said that I work at the NHC. You Have you just, not? You've just said that, so. All oh, right. People know now. It's, it's, it doesn't take a lot of searching though, does it? No, to be fair, like, yeah. it's, it's on everything that I advertise on here. So people yeah. could put two and two together. I maybe wouldn't, but it's up to you. Okay. You could like, uh, I work for this really big biotech firm <laughs> in the <laughs> northeast of England. <laughs> yeah. Really narrows it down. Yeah, yeah. What I did is I worked for a really big contract manufacturing <laughs> pharmaceutical company in the northeast of England, um, possibly the Billingham area. Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> um, yes, I, I did that. That was which was a big change. Um, 
it was moving into a manufacturing position, but it was also just a field that hadn't done anything. And it was still biotech in a, in a way, but I mean, biotech's a big field. Um, so I was manufacturing, which was another big change as well. Um, so I went on a sort of shift work, um, but I worked in mammalian cell culture for three and a quarter-ish years. Um, and then was one of the team leads towards the last sort of year of that. Um, and then got very sick of being tired all the time and stressed all the time. So look for a change in jobs. Thought, well, I quite like this bioprocessing thing. And I quite like the training part of being a team leader. Mm. So I'll look for a role that combined the two of them and then found one at Teesside Uni. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of what I was going to ask. I mean, we have spoken about it, but I was, I was going to ask kind of how you decided that you wanted to go into training because I do feel like that is quite a big yeah a big leap from being like very hands-on in what you were doing although you were kind of like a team lead going from that to then sort of teaching people how to do the job that's like quite a switch how did you like decide that that was what you wanted to do um I, we we had quite a high turnover on our team mm. um so it'd be like and towards we were expanding as well so it meant we always had new people coming in through the door so it just meant a massive part of my role anyway whenever you go to any yeah it was just training people so it was like on the job and the shadowing um and I think I got a lot of job satisfaction out of sort of running through a process with someone and then two or three months down the line being able to say uh, a meeting with managers well that person's handling this today because I know that they're now capable of doing that because we've ran through it a few times. I think I just get, and with the, the job anyway, it's quite stressful being in sort of manufacturing or operations because you, you are left in the lurch quite a bit. So the more you can sort of take that load off, the more you can get people more comfortable in their job and doing it properly. And that's quite satisfying as well because I'd rather just not see people that I work with stress out. Yeah. Um, and training helps that. But I mean, that's the same though, like everywhere. Like every company, every biotech company, every biopharma company, mm. especially CDMOs and things like that, like there's a, it's it's a massively expanding area of business, um, and it, there's just not enough staff for it, or at least not enough trained staff. So a lot of what happens is you get people from undergraduate degrees or master's degrees going straight into it who don't have any practical experience, or you'll get people from sort of declining or stagnant sort of chemical industries who do have a lot of practical and vocational experience, but not in biology. Yeah. Who then also need training. So it's like, it's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a... I get that. Because I, I, obviously not naming any names, but there's a lot of people who I know of who now work at that company that you worked at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't realise they even did kind of like a bio degree. And then when I've like had a bit of a mooch on Facebook because I've got time on my hands sometimes mm-hmm. and that's what I do. I was like, oh, actually, it's not terribly related. So yeah. yeah, I can understand like them going straight into that job from their degree or whatever would be a huge jump. And I think you take it for granted that a lot of the skills that you get taught with like a bio degree, you just instantly know and you like intrinsically know how to do a lot of things. Whereas if you haven't had that, background training then you're kind of starting completely from scratch yeah and I think I just completely took that for granted yeah but then it's as well it's that's not my gripe with universities anyway not that I work for one 
<laughs> we love you, T-Sash. <laughs> no, but it's just any any course anywhere. It's like none of them are quite vocational enough, really. Like you're never going to be able to do a three-year undergraduate degree and then start a job and absolutely nail a job. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, I remember even doing like my placement year. Um, and I was like, everything that I've learned thus far is not at all applicable. Yeah, yeah. Like the stuff that I was doing kind of in my final year, the theory was applicable, but the rest of it yeah. wasn't at all. So yeah, I totally get that. And I think even, I know I've gone more down kind of like the academia route, but going from kind of even like the three-year undergrad degree to then doing a master's degree, I was like, I am wildly unprepared mm-hmm. for going in and doing this like six-month project where it's like predominantly lab work and a lot of the lab work that I felt like I'd done was like fairly superficial like I had a lot of skills but it was very like broad it was across a lot of different disciplines and I needed to like really hone in on like quite specific skills which is I suppose what the master's is there for but yeah it's it's because it like really brought it home for me yeah I love it sort of like guided practicals as well where it's just that that's the majority of the practical that you'll do in university mm. it's not as if you you'd gain more from a week in an actual role in an actual place yeah yeah than you would doing practicals well, over three years yeah and that's why i i tend to encourage a lot of people to consider doing a placement yeah and i like sing it from the rooftops because i'm like i think it's so important whatever you do it in you know i know people who did theirs with like astrazeneca who did them with like um like surgical equipment teams and yeah. you know it's it's the way but, like various different people like that and like the, the skills that they gain from that even like I remember this is like the splurge that was kind of sold to us by our kind of like placement coordinator and she was like oh you know a lot of people who do a placement come back for their final year and they do better and I think it's probably what like, the reason why is because you're kind of in that work environment and you're much more disciplined you're more organized because you're working yeah. in a work like a, a proper workplace where like people have actual expectations on you. Do you know what I mean? Like no, I understand what you mean, yeah. Because work is completely different to like standalone study and mm. self-driven study, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm I completely in that camp as well. If you can do a degree, do a placement, yeah. If you can do a degree, really do a degree apprenticeship, like golden handcuffs are worth it. Yeah, like, I was gonna like apprenticeship. Yeah. My brother did an apprenticeship and like so where you go with it just yeah. could you get a company to pay for your degree you work for them for five years afterwards and then if you want to stay there you can if you don't then you don't have to yeah you're kind but of like cultured for the job I if i yeah. if i if i could restart that's what i'd be doing yeah um, but it's all hindsight isn't it though like yeah. you probably wouldn't end up where you are if you had done that Aye. well if that put my last role there was sort of there have been people who would have been two or three years younger than me in the sort of like college a level college that i went to who were in either a position above me oh, wow. or two positions above me because they'd done a degree apprenticeship with that company. Right. But I'll, uh, I'll always advocate for it because we, we, we do outreachy kind of things on our end um, where we sort of do like colleges come in and we'll show them what is bioprocessing over two weeks with a few different companies. Um, and everyone on the last one and that one that we had was just sort of like, yeah, well, how do I go about it? Yeah, the feedback was like really good, wasn't it? It was good. And it's just I like, you, to you, about that. you get asked a lot because it's a lot of like anyone who's like 15, 16, 17, 18, if you're a more mature student and Ethan above like 25, it's sort of like, well, what direction should I take? But yeah, degree apprenticeships um, and yeah, sandwich years. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. I definitely agree. 
in terms of when you're talking about kind of like people who are above you and two people above you then I'm curious I guess because it's very different from me and you in that obviously in research uh are you playing another one do it in front of the microphone so can you all right ASMR. So tonight we are drinking. What are we drinking? Yeah, this is so we went to Tesco and we picked out. We wanted, we're going through a bit of a phase where we just want to drink like wacky things. I'll go on. <laughs> bit of ASMR. There ASMR for you. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, we'll pause. We're going through a phase where we want to kind of try like different types of drinks. So we wanted to pick the wines that were in like the wackiest bottles. Yeah, I was so, gonna say because it made you made it sound like we were like being sophisticated and being like, well, we picked a 1983 yeah, Merlot. Like has, like, no, we just picked ones with wood. <laughs> we just wanted pretty bottles. Funny labels is all I'm for. Yeah. The description of this one was literally like a white wine. Like it was all it says. It wasn't yeah. specific about what type of white wine. White aromatic, fresh, lively wine. What's the brand? Shout out the brand. Feel um, free to sponsor me. <laughs> Porter Six. Um, cheers for the sponsor. Paul. Um, yeah, use discount code Maria. Yeah, Maria ten percent <laughs> off. No, um, what was I going to say? Pass. Oh, I was going to say. So obviously, research is very different to industry. In that research, you kind of you almost work for yourself. Like obviously, you have a supervisor, a PI, who kind of overseas and guides you on what you're doing and you know if you have any questions they they tend to kind of point you in the right direction but it's obviously a lot more kind of regimented than that in industry so in terms of like where you were in your last position in that company that you were talking about yeah who would you like report to like what was kind of the situation like how many people were on your team and like did you have like did you hear the talk <laughs> Just in, I really in, in, that in, case, in case up. the mic didn't pick that up that was the dog fine on the couch <laughs> um, she's looking very happy about it that's gonna stink yeah it is Get I'm ready for that. picked up Freya <laughs> oh, I can smell it that does stink <laughs> oh no oh no oh god right what Maria hasn't realised yet is that I'm really quick at reacting in the dog's farts and I squeeze out my, <laughs> squeeze, squeeze out my own when, <laughs> whenever Freya does it Freya, that's awful. That get get on your bed. Go now. I'm gonna keep that in. Um, <laughs> cut yeah. that. Cut that. No, no, sorry. You start. You signed a waiver at the start of this that I could keep it on. Yeah, like who do I report into? Is what yeah, you're saying. So who do you report into? So, so my team. I had had at that time. I had twelve people on it when I left. Um, so it was like nine new people, three more experienced, one being myself. Um, so it was, it was stressful, but. It was good because I like the training part. Yeah. Um, we, because it's um, obviously pharmaceutical processes, a lot, especially ones that you are growing up cells, um, the run around the block. So I used to work shifts. Mm. Um, so we had four shift teams that would cover um, their entire process, basically. Um, started being, what, 12 times four? 48? I mean, I'm like five glasses of wine at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 48 maybe we'll go with 48 yeah um, we'll call it a cool 50 around it out um so what 50 50 people on our whole shift team and then above us there'd be people who, so we managed basically the process what was going on that day in the room mm. making sure that all activities were done um above that would be then people who manage us directly who are line manager so like right. you'd see you it's same, same like a supervisor where you'd have monthly sort of catch-ups with your supervisor 
um, and have conversations with them. You'd have that as a line manager, someone who you can report into above you. They can check how you're performing. Okay. How you're doing in general. Um, I always like my line managers. Um, and then, then at that point, it goes up to, well, you've got someone managing the building and managing certain teams. And higher than that, you go into like middle to senior management. Okay. Where it's like, well, you manage... So say I did mammalian cell culture to be someone who's the head of cell mammalian cell culture, someone who's the head of fermentation. <laughs> Guessing by that again. face, that dog's fine again. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been feeding you? <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, but just heads heads of departments or like oh, then you could treat that. And try, actually, that'd be There's a good quite a lot of like levels then, isn't there? Like it's very different. Like obviously in academia, you've got like. I think me, the, my supervisor, who's a senior lecturer, and then like only above that really is like an associate professor and then a professor, and then yeah. like you're done. You know? But then you can think of that as then like so say your professor is going to be like near the top of the school. Well, if you think of it as like a site or like a let me think of that another example. Like if it was a farm on the Allegan or something yeah. like that, that'd be the head of a site. Um, that would be like a professor who's like nearly at the top of the third school, school of right. health and life sciences okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's all the same levels. I think that those levels are the same. Um, it's just it's more regimented is probably a harsher word than no, I mean I think, it to be. I think it is. But it, yeah. it is more regimented. Yeah. You're producing things that are going to be like used. That's yeah, that's the main that yeah. And that's the main transition for me anyway, coming across to something that's more Yeah, because you because... you said before, it was it like when we were talking about the clean areas or like the clean labs or something? And you were oh, like yeah, yeah. I was like super strict <laughs> and we we just sort of like sort her in like yeah, I'm licking the floor. Like, obviously, you don't, but I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can work uh, on how to edit that with a beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the purposes of the podcast, we will call that person Santa Claus. Santa Claus, festive. Yeah, like it was it. the festive episode. Big plan. Yeah, anyways, the Santa Claus, we're doing a whole sort of aseptic techniques thing. Aseptic techniques when you're actually working Can on we say make... this? Are people going to be able to know who we're talking about here? No, I don't know. Pass. Just say it and I'll decide later. But either way, I mean, like, it's like, it's it's just... I mean, on one of my first days, we sort of got, like, a whole... I got a run-through of what... Like the differences between yeah, industry yeah. and academia, because what you can understand what it is, because research... If you're making something for research, you're just at the end of the day trying to get data. If you're yeah. making something that's going to get injected into patients... It's a lot more controlled. It's yeah, almost yeah. like strenuous. Yeah. Strenuous? Strenuant? Well, yeah, like one of the one of the confessions strenuous. No, that's not the right word. Stringent. 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 Hey. There we go. Uh one of the confessions out a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe I haven't used this one yet. I'll say it anyway. Is that people were like, oh, I would like spill something on the floor and then like just mop it up and like use it. Wait, what? Because while well, they're in, the, I know who confessed it, and they're in research. So like, it was to do with cell culture. With the mop it up and like they'd wring out the mop. Like <laughs> say, say for example, if it was the pod media on the floor. Yeah, and they would like mop. They'd it get up a tissue paper, paper, tissue paper and then just squeeze out, out the tissue paper. Yeah. Oh. But like, if it's research. If your cells are dying. That data don't. Yeah, but you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get that data put in a lot of like. I think it was to do with antibodies. I mean, if it's like, yeah, I don't know. It depends. What, it depends on what point it is. Either way, like, well, no, like that would never happen. No, I'd, I'd get sacked. Yeah, like, I'd get sacked immediately. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, because in my old job, we used to wear like full-on paper hazmat suits. And, oh, did you? Yeah, like oh, I didn't that. wash your hands with like Bleach. ethanol and chlorine every fifteen minutes. Mm. Like, yeah, um, yeah, full-on aseptic techniques, oh, which I did the training on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I hope it's in February. No, joking. Yeah. <laughs> Survive pauses. I'll link them in the description, guys. <laughs> Discount code Maria10. <laughs> yeah. Pause is like five grand. Look at your five are off, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the reason why I asked that is because I picked out a poll of the week. So I probably should have asked this before, but like, who would kind of give you your instructions on what to do day to day? Um, this isn't in the job that you're currently in. This is more like industry based. At the at the level that I left at, not so much anyone. It was uh, not directly anywhere. You'd have a plan, and then it was my. Yeah, okay, but if you weren't a manager, it would be the manager then. Yeah, so it would be a senior. Be yeah, like if I, when I started, it would have been my shift lead. So it would be my lead like okay. team member. So the poll of the week that I picked for you is: Have you ever not understood your boss, but not asked what they meant and just carried on instead? So yes and no. Do you want to guess what way the poll went? I feel like you need to think about this based on who might follow me. First. And probably more people who work in research. No, I mean like, but I think you'd be surprised because I immediately think yes. Oh, okay. Like, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like I thought it. you'd be the no brigade. No, no, fake it till you make it. Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, entirely. You're very, you're very mixed messages here, Connor. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, but you get that in every role. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, it, and sometimes it's just the resource requires it. Like, you, you, you two just have to kind of. There's, there's days in certain jobs where you're the closest person to having any kind of experience in an operation or a process that you need to run, mm-hmm. and you just don't feel completely comfortable doing it. But at the end of the day, if you it doesn't, do it. if it doesn't, yeah, you, someone's got to do it. So it, it might as well be you. Okay. So um, what we. You, you think it's swung more towards yes, but do you want to guess the percentage? Um, no, high. Like, everyone's done it. Every, oh, it is high. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, like 90, 90, 92. 95? <laughs> <laughs> Two is basically five. Like, if you if round up. swing it round up, flip it upside down. Yeah, so, yeah. 95%. Smash. What do I get? I'm dying love and affection. Mm. You don't want that. Mm. A bit rude. I mean, if there's a second prize, that'd be great. Yeah. You can come and appear again on season two of uh, Flying the Lap. <laughs> Available on all of your podcast streaming services. Yes. All you have to do is share every one of my Instagram posts yeah, and quote Maria10 yeah. with the discount code. Awesome. Yeah, 95% yes, 5% no. Who? That 5% no is lying. Adi, though, I. See, I am very much like if I don't understand something, I I will normally be like, I don't, I, I really don't know what you mean. But even I get to a point where if I still don't understand, I'll just try and do it. Yeah, I don't and there have there have been times where like I've just wildly misunderstood what is required of me. I've done something, and then my supervisor's been like, mm, "Is that what I told you to do?" And I was like, "Well, I thought so." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair there have been some times where i've sort of like gone completely hands off and gone no the world stops i'm not doing this until yeah but i do I, like, like i said i think it's different for you like i'm not making you know pharmaceuticals yeah but but you think it's you'd think in that environment and you absolutely should be in that environment where it's it's gmp and it's regulated and everyone should be comfortable and trained in the activities that they're doing isn't the case mm-hmm. at all um but it's, it's you, yeah, it just wouldn't be like inherently no job is. Yeah. Um, no matter how strictly controlled it is. 
Um, That's worrying. We, as an example of it, for example, one of those times where I sort of went hands off and said, I'm not touching this. Oh, is this a confession? Go on then. I was going to ask you what your confession was. Oh, so there, you go. there we are. It's not really a proper confession. It's like just like a, just a fun story. A little anecdote. A little anecdote. Little, uh, little break. Everyone get a hot cup of cocoa, gather around the fire. Get yourself some popcorn. Granddad Connor's going to tell you the story. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> um, no, so I think I'd, I'd been, I was on a night shift. Um, and it was me and the other five people who were on my team that night started mm. the week before. Oh, love that. So it was me and five people who like, you have to direct them to the building that we're working in. And we come to do column chromatography. Um, so, so that thing that I know inside out. <laughs> <laughs> so chromatography, it's a purification step. Mm. So if you see any downstream process, there's chromatography in it. There's normally three-stage purification process, what most companies do, but it depends on so what I'll you're do making. Oh, do with the op- the other one, chromatography. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a 50-50 shot and you blew it, Maria. <laughs> Wait, what did you do with? Chromatography. Not really. It is though. No. What? Oh no, not like that type of chromatography. Um, <laughs> Um, no, 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 like so. Imagine, imagine, um, imagine, say, like a cylinder about half a meter wide and about two meters tall, mm-hmm. um, at this scale anyway, and it's full of tiny little beads, and on those beads oh, are ligands okay. and on that, yeah, and they join to your target molecule, yeah, exactly. So that's, um, okay, I that makes no, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, glaring at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I came, I came onto this night shift, um expecting to just run sort of like 2000 liters or whatever of uh of buffer and mm. product through this column capsule we want to move on take to the next step and prep that for the day shift um what i came into was a column that looked like it had like exploded mm. but was like jerry-rigged together with clamps and cable ties oh, no. um and then was like well that's immediately a big no-no from me um i'd start charging my phone because my phone was dead and then got a WhatsApp message from the manager on the day shift sort of saying, oh, yeah, this is what's happened. We thought you'd be fine with it. Um, we just needed it sorted for tomorrow morning. Like I said, the process ran as yeah, normal yeah. tomorrow morning. And then I was like, okay, that's not great. Not massively comfortable with that. And then checked my emails and then was reading through them. And one of the team members who handed over to me sort of like an email from them saying, yeah, so the column did actually explode. Um it Stop. probably won't happen again, which isn't what I want to hear. <laughs> I don't want to hear that something probably won't explode. Oh, no. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see you in the morning, kind of. Um, so I was just like, well, I'm, yeah. I've, if, it, if I had anyone who'd been there for, like, six months with me that night, I'd have been like, yeah, fine, we'll just run it. Like, in theory, like, a column's a column. You've you you got an inlet, an outlet. You can't really, it, it takes enough pressure and the pumps don't even go at high enough pressure to blow anything anyway. But with just the fact that it was me there and like six people who hadn't even got their work uniforms yet, oh it was God. just like, yeah, I'm not going to completely stop production that, and that, do anything else. Awful. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but there's a lot of that to be fair. But the majority of the time, I, I just used to wing it. I guess a lot um, of the job though is knowing when you can when you can carry on and when you need to say, no, this isn't right. We yeah. need to stop. I mean, for my reputation as a trainer, I should say that if there's ever a point where you're not sure about a step or anything, then you should call out to your senior managers and either get technical advice or advice from asset management. But yeah, it's in practice it is because, yeah, because some, so if, if, 
a lot of um, pharmaceutical processes at different stages have like things that you call hold times. So to make sure that a product's stable, to make sure you can inject it to patients at the end of it, so no proteins have aggregated, um, it's not sat at a pH, that so it shouldn't be too long, so anything's degraded. Um, they all tend to have hold times. So it might just be like, well, this process has to be moved on to the next step in 24 hours. So if you come into a handover from a shift and it's we've only got six hours left in that timer and something goes wrong, you can phone out and bureaucracy happens and you wait five hours for a response. Yeah. Or you can sort of logically think to yourself, well, I know this is what people are going to tell me to do anyway, as long as I can justify it, then I'll just do that. Mm. Um, Because the amount of times where I sort of like hit a point where I was like, I know exactly what I need to do, but I need to make this film phone call and wait 11 hours and then do exactly what I want to do 11 hours ago. But it's just, it's part of the job. You can't just walk around making decisions willy nilly. I feel like I'm learning things tonight. It's 20 past one. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, genuinely learning things here. Hey, hey. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Font, right. font of knowledge. I'm going to ask you, All right. since that was a fun anecdote, do you have any lab or science or like degree related confessions that you'd like to share for the podcast? Um, I don't know. Oh, this is awful. I don't that, know. I mean, that's not ideal. It's great, isn't it? It's I like... asked you before we started recording, did yeah. you have a confession? And I said no, didn't I? No, you said, how bad can it be? Yeah. By that, I thought you meant you had some. Oh, no. no um, Is there not anything ridiculous that you did, even when you were, like, a marine biology student? Not massively, to be honest. I mean, I did a few things where, like, oh, so, like, my dissertation. You were definitely a stupid undergrad. Come yeah, on. entirely. You but were that... definitely rocking up to lectures, like, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, is that, that's just normal, isn't it? That's university, isn't it? I mean, I, there's a fair few times where I just didn't make it to lectures. The, the uh, medical building in uh, Newcastle has had a fair few pile of vomits from me. Stop. No, first year. Like, no, I'd, disgusting. I'd, 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 I, yeah, but the thing is, I had, the, I had the drive to make it in that day. Now, I might have only made it halfway to the Ridley building before oh I vomited <laughs> and then had to go back home. But at least I got up in the morning and tried to go. And that's really, that's the drive and dedication that got me where I am today. Oh, for no. <laughs> Hope no. your like employers listen to this. <laughs> um, but that no, but that's first, first and second year. I think uh, for any undergraduate degree, it's kind of like yeah. it's that it's that oh, I'm away from home. I can do what I want. Go on, notes. Five minutes up the road. I, it's an hour's drive. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a blast at the A19. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drive. Um, but then the third year, third year is that point where you sort of like crap yourself and sort of go, oh, I've got to do work. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, true. like, yeah, my first two years were very glamorous and just getting drunk all the time. And then my third year was very much, right, I'm waking up that. at seven and I'm leaving at 9 p.m. Yeah. And I'm just spending the entire time in the library. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mum and Dad will probably listen to this. <laughs> 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 they don't know how it works before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me try and think. Um, oh, actually... <laughs> Yeah, maybe, possibly, two. One's boring, one's less boring. Um, okay. uh, so my dissertation, um, I, so oh, I'm trying to remember the title of my dissertation. Um, my, the title of my dissertation this was something like, well. yeah, the, the, the effect of bioturbidation. Um, it's a by, very hard word to say yeah, on the morning. On C, no. Oh, God. D-O and C-D-O. 
I don't know. Basically, right? Just, just get to the point, Connor. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> what was the title of my dissertation? No, no, I just move on. Move on. No, no. Either way, basically, but ah. yeah. So for my dissertation, I did it on like I did it on a um, what do you call them? Like type of animal that you use for a study? Um, a like a model, a model organism. So I did it on model organism, and that was a that was an array's diverse color. So it's a type of ragworm. Um, the whole point of meditation was sort of saying, well, there's loads of these ragworms that live in like estuaries. Whenever you do sort of studies of um, like carbon sequestration, you don't take into account the burrows that they make, and it could actually add another like 20% of surface area. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should be protecting these areas more, was the whole point of it. Uh-huh. But um, so I, in, I went out, collected a bunch of worms, and then they all died like immediately. Oh, so no. because I couldn't be bothered to get in the bus. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I just went to a fish and tackle shop and got a completely different type of worm. No! <laughs> and, no my, and my dissertation date was exactly the same. It was just sort of like, with the race diverse colour. But it was just a completely different worm that I found <gasps> at a tackle shop in Newcastle. Stop it. Yeah. That's so bad. Awful, isn't it? Did you supervise or not? No, no, clearly. I mean, worms are worm, innit? What's her name? I'll send her this podcast. It's not a her. What's his name? That's <laughs> an awful colour. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I, was that you borrowing one of your cameras, though? That was me borrowing one. That's your borrowing one! Yeah, so we, so we, oh, one of the Christ. other fun things that we did, um, I might be actually putting other people in crap here. No, that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, like, a mock debate kind of thing. Mm. So there's, like, um, whaling committees, <laughs> like, international whaling committees. So you have a representative <laughs> from each, co- each country, right. and they all annually meet, and they'll have, like, basically a big discussion. Yeah. So we did, like, a mock version of one of those. Okay. And we were all given like a different country. And I got given St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I mean, <laughs> what a country to give me in particular, because <laughs> I am I am a massive devil's advocate. Um, but as a really quick background to like whaling, for example, there's people who can whale, and there's like Aboriginal whaling where like they rely on that as a food source. There's people who there's another step in between that where they can whale at certain times because it's part of the culture. And then there's the majority of people who just straight up can't whale. So it's like cultural whaling, Aboriginal whaling, right. and then no whaling. Please. When you say no whaling, do you mean you're not allowed to whale? Yeah, like you just you just stop whaling. Right. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> no. Stop all that whaling, you. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> Rock up me your whales every day. <laughs> like you can't on my doorstep with a bird. <laughs> Put the harpoon down. Um, but either way, so I got Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Now Saint Vincent and the Grenadines is something in between that sort of Aboriginal cultural whaling. Right. Background is that Saint Vincent and the Grenadines have absolutely no cultural background of whaling. What Saint Vincent and the Grenadines do have, however, is a very easy way of trading two countries that want whale meat, <laughs> and so have sort of like almost been bought a license to right. whale. Go on, go on. What that translates to is like once a year, just before anyone fact checks me, this was like years ago so it might it might be different now hopefully it is because it's awful um, this will be like prior 2017 yeah yeah mm. but um it, there was basically a bay in St. Vincent the grand deeds and then once a year porpoises and dolphins would come in um and shoal and people would just go out on boats with sawn off shotguns and railway spikes and just Jeez. yeah shoot dolphins and porpoises no. and then no <laughs> not the dolphins and the porpoises <laughs> porpoise. um, <laughs> <laughs> and then sell that meat on to other markets. Oh, um, that's actually awful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is really bad. Um, and I got to represent. So it was just. Great. It was. It was quite honestly. It was an hour and a half of me being the most facetious. See, I know what you're like. Yeah. 
and I know that you will not back down. No, no, I, even when you know that you I'll are. I'll be completely difficult and I'll do it smiling and laughing the entire person. time. What added to it more, so was that we had a professor and everyone has a everyone has a lecturer or a professor who does a similar thing where everyone's got kind of like voice ticks, like voice things that you notice. So this guy was like like offensively Swedish. Um, he, was, <laughs> he, just kept, so, he just kept mentioning Ike, yeah. Every time he's like, <laughs> he, he was my he was my supervisor and my uh, undergrad as well. Oh, so yeah, so we sort of like, oh, no, we're done talking about the project. How about the new Sjögjord table that Ike was selling? <laughs> Let's go catch some meatballs in the metro center after this, Connor. I'm all right, mate. Um, but either way, you had a few of those things where it's sort of like five or six things that he'd say over and over again and when you listen to lectures from people you always have those ticks that you pick up from yeah, people yeah. and it always gets in your nerves or like you're, you're all yeah, like giggling yeah, around correct. the room when yeah. You, yeah um so we made a drinking game around it so of the like 40 countries that were involved in it like 10 of them because we were all spread out like between our friend group um all had and it was, it was the most suspicious thing in the world because we all had, because we went to the shop at the same time together beforehand, the same LucasAid ball with a clear liquid in. And any time that he said like a word, like he'd sort of go, hang, as like oh, a, no, instead of um, no. he'd go, hum, and then every like 10 people around the room would drink. Um, so obviously me being facetious enough as it is, representing a country that's in the wrong, um, got worse and worse and worse as I consume more and more vodka through this hour and a half you, discussion. You, it, was straight, it, was, it was straight vodka from a Lucas You're bottle. really not putting across a good, like, perception of you right now. No, but I'm completely different now. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. How old were you to be, like, 19? I'd have been, yeah, I'd have been 19. Um, yeah, 26 now. I'm seven years wiser. Mm, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's a point of contention. But uh, 45 minutes in, he's never admitted it to me. But he, I, I did have a meeting with him a week later where he was sort of like, oh, did, did you enjoy the mock talks then? And sort of smiled at me and I was like, uh, 45 minutes in, he started making those ticks a lot, lot more. Really? Yeah. Do you think he knew? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so he, but he was doing them like in a row and over and over and over again. What And like making eye contact with the 10 people around the room as we all sat there still drinking because we couldn't, it was the, it was the game. Um, but yeah, just our lecturer got us drunk and then we had a really half drunk pretty drunk very angry discussion about whaling oh, um, i mean if you're going to talk about whaling do it drunk exactly it's, it's the, the same rule for podcasting with yeah. boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> st vincent and the grandines oh god a that's place. a good story thanks no, for sharing no that. no worries no offense to anyone from st vincent and the grandines i mean um, big up st vincent and the grandines you know yeah. what cheers to you cheers to you <laughs> you kill them dolphins stop it <laughs> Right, confessions. Okay. So, I've got two confessions for you. Okay. First one. I, wine break. Wine break, okay. Oh, actually, I need, I need a refill. Just give me a little bit. Tell me when. Okay. I mean, a bit more than that. How much is that left? Oh, no, stop, 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 stop. stop. We is have it, another bottle in the do, fridge. We do have another bottle in the fridge. Are you going to have some? Should I go get it now? we're not drunk we're just kind of we needed to take the edge off because we're sat we're sat like facing each other having an actual conversation i was about to mix it with my wine oh I'm not what if it's that. not the right type of white wine <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we don't it, have enough details about the wine it is zesty and aromatic so i think we're good I mean, but just don't I'm, not, I'm not gonna make a wine cocktail the reason why i wanted to do a podcast with connor 
is because like you're the person that I laugh with the most. So right. I knew that this would be like funny. Right. But also I'm now feeling like I'm starting to slur. <laughs> <laughs> We're just not ideal. <laughs> no, to be fair, to be fair, and in our defense, like we are now coming up, we've got a week's holiday into work. Me and Maria are going away next week. Yeah. Um, and then our Christmas break at the university starts. So we're looking ahead at the very, this is a Saturday, from mm. the Friday that we just worked yesterday to about three and a half, four weeks off. Yeah, three weeks off. So, I mean, if I... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, it's been a hard, it's been a, it's been a tough year. Like, we've both worked a lot. And it's we've, a got, we've got three and a half weeks off and it's just how you start it. You're tough yeah. You met me this year. Yeah. It's been a brilliant year. It's been really tough. <laughs> You're the worst. Okay. Confession. I was a master's student working with liquid nitrogen to quickly freeze my samples. I was walking with it to put it away when it became a bit too heavy and I knew I had to put it down or I'd drop it on my feet. I accidentally dropped the whole vial of liquid nitrogen into the sink, which was full of water. Hugh, <laughs> <laughs> an absolutely massive burst of mist and what looked like my water starting to boil. I quickly legged out of there and got under the master's student. By the time we got back to the sink, all we saw was fog above the sink. Thankfully, it eventually dissipated enough that I never had to tell my supervisor. Yeah. I mean, respect to respect. be there. I would definitely panic in that situation and run up to my supervisor and be like, I'm really sorry. It's just it, it, like a fog and I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's like so me. <laughs> no, I'd, yeah, no, I'd, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell us all. Yeah, um, I was gonna say we would have very different approaches to this. Yeah, yeah. I once, I once actually when I was working in that QC micro lab. Oh, um, coming out. I know. Yeah, we used to, we used to get big bottles of isopropanol, but we always used to leave them like they used to get filled basically from a tanker outside the building. So I'd go take it to one of the stores guys. They'd go fill it, and I'd bring it back up to the lab. Um, but I closed it basically would filled to the very brim. I'd closed the cap on it too tight. Right. Um, it sort of evaporates itself when it's in contact with air anyway. But pressure builds in those, yeah. Well, well, pressure builds in those bottles, and apparently that bottle must have been old or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I walked in the lab, put the bottle on the side of the desk, tightened the lid as tight as I could, um, walked into the lab, and then it just exploded. <gasps> and then my boss came in like five minutes later, and I was like, I don't know what happened. I mean, I just brought it in, and then it exploded, and I didn't do anything. I didn't touch it outside of me doing anything with it. Um, I don't know what the point was. Sorry, it was. Sorry. No. Cool. <laughs> we used to have a big thing with liquid nitrogen thing in my last place where it was just like oxygen monitors, absolutely everything. Because mm. industry is liquid, a bit more... I'll be honest, liquid nitrogen scares me. Really? I don't like using it. Like, I think it's because it like it's so like instantaneous and like obviously you read about if you get it on your hands and what have you, like you get yeah, pretty but... bad frostbite, isn't it? Is it frostbite? Well, it will be because it'll be cold. Yeah. Um, that wasn't meant to be as sarcastic no, as it no, sounded. No, 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 <laughs> no I, I get what you mean. I'm, I'm the opposite because when you go into industry, because it's like it, where a company doesn't want to get sued, they'll give you absolutely every piece of health and safety training they can on everything yeah, that, that even sense. rhymes with dangerous. So like liquid nitrogen stuff, if you're in a room pumped with some liquid nitrogen into a dewar, um, just like a vessel that'll keep things yeah, cold, yeah. like a cell line, for example. Um, Basically like a little like coffee cup. Yeah, exactly. But you just... you. You've no chance of like inhaling nothing but nitrogen gas and passing out and dying. Yeah. But there are industry places that do have like massive nitrogen fermenters. If you go inside them, you will die. But it's oh, just... okay. So whenever I see liquid nitrogen, I always just think like, like 
all of the precautions that we had flashback to me being like seven in primary school and seeing someone popping dry ice about the place in like a dry, in primary school you were bothered about with dry ice well like at the beginning we, like, we, used, to, we used to have assemblies now and they'd have like science people come in and they do a science presentation they? yeah and then they'd like drop drop dry ice in in water like this and then all the fog would like roll over the front of the students and it'd be like a splash cool. splash zone if you're in year one um but that's what I think of when I think of like dry ice and things like that. So I don't think of it as dangerous. I used it a lot in my master's project. I used it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you used dry ice. But yeah, if that happened to me though, would never run upstairs and like tell a boss about See, it. Yeah, really. I would. Maybe if it was something that you didn't, I couldn't understand it from that position because it'd be like, maybe it's just something that you don't understand about. Maybe we're looking at it as a point of like, that, we know well, what dry ice is. From the point of a student, and you're yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at it more from like, not a student. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Like, so if it was like, oh, you've got dry ice, you've been told to handle it carefully, you dropped it in some water and then some mad stuff's happened. Mm. A lot of fogs come out of it. You'd be like, I can understand that then. That you'd sort of like, maybe want to run upstairs and tell a supervisor. I mean, I wouldn't in the position I'm in now. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd take full advantage of that moment. Like, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Celine Dion. as <laughs> a rise from the fog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we do have a karaoke podcast. Yeah, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, it's, it's this is like 90% of what we do when we're together. We do first songs. Yeah, 90% Hercules songs. It's solid. Yeah, a bit, bit, bit of Lion King. Bit of Lion King, get, get a bit of Lion King in there. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, that comes on. Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. That's sick. We're revealing too much about ourselves here. Yeah, no, it's a... But no, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I kind of guess that that would be how you would respond to that, to be honest. Yeah, about you. I, I knew yeah. we'd have different stances. That's and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the differences that make us stronger. Obviously, it's a trash. God's sake. What is this podcast? All <laughs> oh, right. It's just me ruining any chance I have a job. A job no, no, people. because the other day, people, can I say this? People were saying, like, professors and lecturers were like, oh, like, Maria's podcast is great. It's not anymore. Move along with the tone. <laughs> oh god, right. Confession numero due. Numero de? You French. Wait, isn't numero? French? Have you been French this whole time? You haven't told me. <laughs> I, I used to do French. Yeah. Numero is French, isn't it? So it's numero de. I think numero is no, Spanish. No shit, is it? Numero uno, yeah. No, numero is French. French and Spanish? Don't know. What's French for number? Let me let me let me translate because I need to know now. Is it not nombre? You're all the worst. Of course, course it will be. If it is, I'm gonna be really upset. It <laughs> is. I can sense it already. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, nombre do it. too much about this confession because I got a job in a similar field but wow <laughs> just I've said a lot in the current field that I'm in that I've currently got a job in but, I'm gonna say anyway. <laughs> but I was working in a lab that made medicines one night I wasn't paying attention and realized I'd mistimed a step in the process because it's medicines I had to confess to my supervisor what I'd done and we had to pull everything that we'd done so far that night I was so embarrassed, but better than there being a huge mistake and the medicine being incorrect. 
than looking like a fool. I that, felt like you'd relate to that just with like your kind of background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, massively. I yeah, think that's fair. No, like, I agree. I agree. Awful? Like, I agree yeah. like you'll feel stupid, but yeah. Um like I'll I'll joke and stuff because it's you talk joke about things that are easy, but ultimately it means when you are making medicines, you're making pharmaceuticals, it's patient safety at the end of the day. Mm. And anything a lot of the thing when you start to move towards manufacture and clinical trials, any step of that process which is making a medicine is a science step. Like mm. as soon as you put wrong information there it's not just a matter of you've changed a bit of data to make it look a little bit better you've changed the worms that you use in your dissertation it's <laughs> it's, it's like you've committed fraud like so yeah, not, yeah, on, not yeah. only would you you're lose like, a job you you'd lose a job yeah you lose a job and you, you're welcome you're welcome to get like criminal charges and sued um see that would really stress me out it, it's very stressful is that like something that you would think about quite often in my last role yeah it, it's on it's on the minds of everyone and like yeah um but then if if you were in a position of like power you know like you're a manager is it more on you than it is the people who make the mistakes like should you be picking that up it depends on the person so if a member of my team did something wrong I'd immediately be like, no, it was my fault, regardless of whether or not I was even on, if I was ill that day, I'd be like, no, it's my fault. Because that's like, A, because realistically, I've got enough experience that they're not going to kick me out immediately, whereas they might do that to a new person. I don't also want to lose a job. But B, because I am responsible for that person as soon as I took that leadership role. Other people are different. And that's something, as with anywhere, that you could have, whether it be industry or academia, sort of like a thing of like, whether or not people have that mindset or that mindset of like, hands off no that person did something wrong blame them god you're so oh you're so nice <laughs> it's not nice it's, it's just it's not really <laughs> it's not like no but it's not even nice it's just like, it, like that should be what people do anyway as soon as you take a leadership position you're responsible for people what they do below you and especially in a position where like but then would would that come on you then so if they missed a step a step in the process say they hadn't confessed to it would you then be liable for, can you not flick the switch? That's going to be picked. Sorry, I just, I, I fidget. I'm really bad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, then, then, then no. Like in, in, I don't know. I mean, no, because that's a different thing. Right. Okay. Me as their manager should know those things, but if they've lied about it, then they've lied to me as well. So I'm no more knowledgeable than that okay. the person who's higher up making that decision. Um, but even from like a moral standpoint, like I mean, if you've lied to me about it, I'm not going to stand up for you for it. Yeah, that's fair. But if you've not, if some like if I've had positions where like people have done something really wrong, and by really wrong, I mean like people have lost like half a million pounds worth of drug substance. So. And it's sort of been like a, well, yeah, I'll take responsibility there, or yeah, I'll just yeah, it's 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 a really it's a horrible situation. It's been there was a few times that I was in that position. And it's horrible. But at the same time, like you are just human, and these things do happen. Yeah. Because like it's happened like recently, like this last week, I realised that I've been making a massive mistake with my RNA extraction, which obviously we've spoken about. <laughs> You've been there, and I've cried about this. Um, and like you know, no matter how far into the process you are, you do make mistakes. These things happen, and it is just it's part of life almost yeah. and it's more like what you do with that information when you realize that you've made a mistake and like I instantly messaged my supervisor and was like I've massively screwed up here yeah 
I realised what I've done. I know how to rectify it. I'm just really sorry for like wasting time, wasting reagents. I'll do better next time type thing. Yeah. And thankfully, like she's really supportive and she was like, it's okay. Like these things do happen, which they do. Yeah. Yeah. Which you, which you are right. And, but that's the way to play it is that not play it. It sounds like a game then, but it's like that you should just be honest and upfront and say, well, I've made this mistake. How do I go about preventing it again in the future? How do I go about correcting it now? Yeah. That's like, that's just the way what, they do what, things. What like, advice would you give to somebody who is maybe just starting out in that role and they're scared of losing their job? Just for me, I was always a massive proprietor of like, and that meant it's, it's ironic because the thing of like at the beginning of the, at the beginning of when we started speaking, what we sort of saying like, oh, well, if you just weren't comfortable with a process, you just sort of do it yeah. anyway, just wing it. Like I used to do that, but I'd never advise anyone else to do it. Mm. And anyone on my team, I'd like hate myself if they ever felt like they had to do it. Yeah. So just if you're ever uncomfortable doing anything, stop, raise it. And that, because. Yeah, that's you, the advice that I would give as well. Yeah. 90% of mistakes are just because people don't know what they're doing or have not done some. Yeah, and there's no shame in that. Not at all. No, no that's the main thing because everyone needs to learn everything. Like, we're, we're never going to stop learning. I respect someone a hell of a lot more for putting the hand up and saying, wait, run me through that again, yeah. or I need help here, I need support yeah, here, like than someone who's sort of... It's not nice for the person, and I fully respect that, having very recently been in this position. You do feel like an idiot, but it's far better to own up and you're right, people, like, they might not respect you more for it, but they'll at least know that you're honest. Aye. Aye. And if it's going to hurt other people, like with pharmaceuticals, then... That's a big thing with that yeah. job, yeah. So, like, so, yeah. I feel like with that confession, like, you did the right thing. I understand that you probably felt awkward and probably inadequate, but I think that's just, like, you know, you definitely... I, like, I think you definitely did the right thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, own up to your mistakes. Like, it it's the right thing do we all do it no no like do we not nah, do we no nah. we should yeah we should but like but you know there's a time and a place like we make mistakes sometimes and we know that it's fine we can get away with it yeah but there's a time and a place to make the morally right decision <laughs> that's 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 the that's, 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 that's just the no message that maria's given here oh, <laughs> am i gonna put this out this is the I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there might be aspects of it that are salvageable. If we keep talking for long enough, at least 50% of it will be okay. Me. 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 I think that's why we sing. That's why we sing. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were good. I mean, I could have done better, but... Um... No, I thought you were pretty good. Yeah, thank you've, you. I mean, you've a good tune, but... Wow, rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are my two confessions. Um, that kind of rounds up everything that I had to give you in this um, okay. podcast episode. So to kind of round up, <laughs> do you want to do you want to give the listeners an insight into what it's like working alongside Mulwa? So we don't really work alongside each other. No, all. we work in the same building. We work in the same building. In which case, what is it like to work in the same building as you? Yeah, I mean, what's it like to work in the same building as you? Yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> profound. <laughs> profound. It's a. It's a great experience. Um, no, I mean, it's easy. Like, I mean, we save a lot of money on fuel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the inside that I was looking for. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... She sometimes uh, pays for lunch. Yeah. She sometimes pays for lunch. She cries a lot. Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it. it it's, I think it's... Um, I'm, I'm really trying not to get into a, like a relationship kind of advice thing. But, you yeah, know, it's nice. 
I think I, I I always have that issue. My parents are really good for each other because they, they, my mum will come home. So my mum works in a hospital. My dad previously worked in a hospital. Now he works at sales for hospitals. Um, but my mum can come home and complain about the stuff about her work to me dad. And my dad will be interested and be invested in it because he understands what it is. <coughs> so it's a similar kind of thing. Are you aware if, like, if any of us are, either of us are really annoyed about yeah, anything? We it. Yeah, we get it. So it's not just sort of like, me coming home and saying oh so i was working on the building site today and yeah whole, yeah but yeah no i think i think that's a i think that's a that's a great thing um it's nice kind of working in the same building because yeah you're right we don't work together so like our job roles never really cross we have the odd meeting when we're in it together but yeah it's never really, our, our yeah. roles don't cross even in those meetings yeah. so but it's good it's good in that sense because no sort of like uh there's no like I'm never gonna have a go at you in a meeting and then go home and like ask you to cook dinner, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. or like vice versa. Or like yeah. yeah, you're never gonna be like have a gripe with me, and then be like, come on, can you drop me off at so and so? Like yeah, anything no, like that. No. Like, this, we, we don't get that. that. Our roles don't overlap. Yeah, which is good. Um, but it's nice to be in the same building, you know. Yeah, yeah. and it is nice. Fuel like... prices got really high lately, and I think that's a main takeaway <laughs> from this point. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look. I drive a diesel. Happens. It's very expensive. Oh, it's a one pound fifty a litre. Get a new car then. <laughs> Get a new car. <laughs> yeah, lift up the contract. <laughs> okay, no. In all seriousness, is there anything that you'd like to like departing words? Have some departing words. What advice would you give to people who are interested in going into like either bioprocessing or like training roles? Yep. Um, so changes whichever age you're at. If you're young, if you're sort of at that point where you're you've done your A levels. Or if you've done your A-levels, you've worked in a career and you want to change it to something else, degree apprenticeships are the way to go with it. It's, it's the best. It's it. They're brilliant. Um, degree apprenticeships, if not degree apprenticeships, go for a degree with industry sort of like yeah. experience a year, whether that be like a six month to a year placement, then just do that. Um, now I suppose just try and be malleable, malleable, flexible. Mm-hmm. Not so much as in a, a lot of what happens in pharmaceutical companies is that people almost get like siloed into different areas. And that you see that as like a, anyone who's like with any experience or if you're working one now where it'd be like, you'll have departments that are split into upstream, downstream, quality control, quality assurance, analytical development, manufacturing, operations, engineering, maintenance, anything like that. But just try and be, have as wide a breadth of knowledge as you can and a, and a wider breadth of experience as you can as well. Because at the end of the day, they, it'll get you a lot further um, and it'll make you a lot more valuable. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, actually. I would say, like, try and get as much experience in as many different things as you can. Absolutely. Because um, I think that the next generation, especially people who will be working in biopharmaceuticals, you are going to need to be multidisciplinary. Yeah, it was the same. It's the same for research. Yeah, it's it's anything. Gone, gone are the days where you're like just say a microbiologist or just a geneticist. Now, like you've got to be able to do bioinformatics. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be able to do like proteomics and genomics. Like it's so broad now; it's really hard. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. Try and do like as much as you can. Yeah, that's my advice. Just. So wise. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Can you tell me the training officer, guys? This is what he's like paid to do. I haven't done any, I haven't by no way sold myself as a training officer anywhere. I think so. Like you, you are you are good at giving advice. You are good at your job, much as I like mock you are good at what you do. (laughs)
Flip that switch one more time. <laughs> I dare you. A lot of equipment like switches. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've got enough of a breadth of understanding from work that I have done to yeah. put together areas and recognise where I can't fill those gaps. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think that's good advice. Probably going to re-record this. No, no, I think that's good advice. Thank you for sharing that. So is there anywhere that you'd like to share that people can... Because like, normally this is a portion of the podcast where I'm like, share your Instagram, share where people can find you. <laughs> I think I've, I've got... I've had, You've got like three photos I've had three from photos. 2016. Yeah. I'm not a big Instagram or Facebook or no, I don't think I have Twitter. No, you don't. Oh, um, you do. Do I? Yeah. Have I ever posted anything on it? You've liked some of my stuff before. That might be the only reason I've got a Twitter. Yeah. Just support Supportive me. boyfriend. Mm. Isn't um, he nice, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no. Um, if you, if you know if you know if you, if you know anyone that buy a post in space then i'll probably cross paths with them at some point anyway yeah we have a lot of people on the courses yeah um, connor's like big into networking at the minute and you're trying to like get lots of contacts in that kind of space aren't you it sort of happens inherently as well like yeah. it's we yeah um but i i mean if anyone does feel like i'm not going to sell training um but i mean if you do national horizon center place to be <laughs> You're doing a better job than I am promoting. <laughs> there you go. But no, that's all I left to say, Pippa. Thanks for coming on. This mm. actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, thank it you, was more of a conversation. Yeah, that's all right. I think it was just the start, getting going. I wanted to die. I just felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, it happens though, doesn't it? Yeah, you just got to eat anyway. I should say as well, we're recording this on my brand new microphone that Connor got me for Christmas. Yep. He's given me early because he wanted the sound quality on this episode to be top-notch just crisp so you crisp. can hear so you can hear all of the flicks of the light switches all the flicks of the light switches all the inflections of my awful jordy butter accent butter accent yeah butter um yeah you're welcome Merry no, Christmas. Fact, honestly it's been yeah. it's actually been quite fun it's been one hour and a half of my time that i won't get back but <laughs> yeah. it's been quite nice yeah cheers for having me on yes all right thank you for coming on maybe we'll see you on here again you're so good right bye bye so there you have it um listening back to that audio I'm not sure it's actually the wisest thing to upload this but honestly I've been sat kind of listening to it in hysterics so I feel like the world just needs to hear it and to be honest I I do think it's funny you know some of the things that we talked about are important and it was nice to just relax a little bit and chat about a little bit of life stuff alongside some science for once and hopefully you know you'll get to know me a little bit more through this episode whether that's for the better or not I'm not 100% sure but as always the links to everything will be in the description if you would like to come on the show the links will also be in the description please do not hesitate to contact me And yeah, I think all there is left to say is I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and I wish you all a very happy new year and I'll see you all in 2022. See you later. Bye.